Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It With Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad, to the Mariners. The sweet, sweet Mariners. Sweet, sweet Mariners is always right. And guess what? It's more sweet, sweet Mariners time. We teased it in the last episode where... You know what? We're going to be breaking down our projected 26-man roster as of March 8th. So we are about 21 days away from opening day. So that's, for for you math folks out there, that's about uh, three weeks. I mean, you know, I, I struggle with math, but yeah, that's three weeks math's, away. Mind blown. There you go. Not only will you learn about the Mariners in this episode, apparently you will learn about basic math and multiplication. So if we have two hosts plus zero lefty Francis, that equals two. There you go. That's what we got for today. There's some more math. And before we dive too deep in, why don't we tell us about ourselves? First, if you're looking for a guy whose life motto might be, Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Uh, you might be looking for a guy like me, your boy Coach Red. You can find me on Twitter at the Real Coach Red, on Instagram at the Real underscore Coach Red. This wouldn't be a long one today. Also, follow the pod at Coach Red Pod on Twitter and Insta, and hop on over to YouTube. Search "Kicking It with Coach Red." Like, subscribe, bell notifications, and comment. You sorry suckers, do it, do it, do it. Boom. Nailed it. What an one intro. take. One take. <laughs> it's always one take here. If you're looking for someone that says, let the wind take you like a kite, you might be looking for someone like Killing Kane. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and YouTube at Killing Kane. I know that the last episode, last two have been longer ones, so we're going to try and keep it pretty concise as we can, but we're not making any promises. So here we go. Going to break down what we think is our projected 26-man roster. We're going to start with the starting rotation, Kane. With no six-man rotation this year. I think you're only going with five. All right, we're going with five. We're going with five. Um, So the biggest acquisition of last year was getting the ace of the team. And that was, you know, we, we trade, we, <laughs> sure, it. sure. Um, so where we sent, you know, three prospects for Luis Castillo, hands down, absolute unit of this team. He's been amazing everywhere he's been. Uh, the dude's going to come out and win us a lot of games. He's going to be our A's number one guy. Um, hey. And, I'm the first guy right here. Very clear and concise. Just yeah. rattling through it. Not very uh, not clear and concise. Come on, Kane. <laughs> pull it together. Well, I think Castillo also solidified himself with the team in the playoffs when I believe it was shoved. Julio 
that got hit twice and by Manoa. And so Luis Castillo said, no, Scott, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to throw it somebody. Like, you're not going to throw it our, our rookie of the year, our, one of the best players on our team. You're not going to do it. And he came out, threw at the guy, said, I got your back. And then they pulled him. Clear, going to fight for this team kind of guy. Love to see it. Our number two spot, you're looking at Logan Gilbert. And what's what's this, what's there left to say about him? The dude has come out for a year and a half and absolutely shoved. And I believe he's kept like around a three ERA around there. So that's pretty huge, especially when you're in a season like the last two where they've been so electric with the 90 wins. Um, our pitching is really, really stepped up with Gilbert on the squad. And I see nothing but positive progress with him this year. Looking at our three spot, we're going George Kirby and Man, he was fantastic. I was so happy with his performance when, especially against Houston in game three, the dude absolutely shoved for, I believe, seven and didn't allow a run. Lights out. You're going to see nothing but the next step for him this year. And I think they're going to let him loose a little bit way more than they did last year. Your number four is Cy Young winner from two former years Cy ago. For, yeah, former. former Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray. And, you know, Robbie last year was very good. 78% of the year. Math. Yeah. That's 78 um, times out of 100. I think that Robbie is going to be solid in the four spot coming after Kirby. I think it will help out, especially if they pitch in the same series. Um, Robbie really kind of settled it down towards the end of the year last year. He had that hiccup in the middle towards the all-star break. But other than that, he was very, very, very good. High strikeout guy. Um, Still throws Ched. He throws the ball hard in his tight little pants. Love to see that. Uh, but yeah, he's he's going to be our fourth. And then to round out the starting rotation, we're going with the surgeon, Marco Gonzalez. Uh, Dyson. As, as we stated, you know, in the last episode, he is the most strategical pitcher because he doesn't throw hard. He's got to be strategic with his pitching. You would hope he kind of reels it back in this year to at least give you a good amount of wins and not a lot of runs on the board to come back from. So Marco, I I do think Marco will reel it in and have a really good year. You need it, especially with this team and the story that we have. Um, I think starting pitching is going to be gross this year. So. Like good, yeah, that was good. Come on, get with the times, Coach Red. Nasty, filthy. Like those are like pitching terms. Gross. <laughs> doesn't sound. That doesn't sound appetizing. Wow. Uh, do you have anything to add for the pitchers, Coach? No, I'm gonna have to go to relievers. I got to make up some time. I've got eight to talk about, and about <laughs> the same amount of time that it took you to talk about five. So here we go. 
<laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to give you the guys I think that are going to make the squad, give you something quick about them. Uh, first guy, Munoz. Uh, easy as this. Averaged over 101 miles an hour on his fastball, threw it 35% of the time. So his slider's that good. Obviously, stud. Uh, Paul Seawald, absolute nails. The veteran, career turned around since coming to the Mariners. That's killer. What a beast. Uh, next guy is Matt Brash. He's their biggest pivot guy. When something's going wrong, he's the guy that Scott Service turns to. He had that starter repertoire, but his stuff plays so much better out of the pen. He can give you multiple innings if you need it, but can be that high, high leverage guy. You got big boss Luis, or not Luis, Diego Castillo, the other Castillo in arm out there. Definitely has his ups and downs, but has playoff experience with multiple teams now since he's also pitched with us being a playoff team. Heavy slider guy, but can really reel it in at times. Your next guy, <laughs> Matt Festa. And Matt Festa really came along going into last year. Matt Festa had not been in a game that the Mariners had won. And then he was – getting some leverage opportunities as the year went along, especially when they played in a lot of extra inning games, uh, absolutely showed out in that 14 inning uh, miracle game against the Yankees. Uh, the next guy you got to Penn Murphy, probably the best flow on the team right now. See, that's still hip flow means hair. What's up? <laughs> and he's got a nasty ass slider. So good, good there. The next guy I'm going to go with is Trevor got, he, Went, we went and got him and paid him the most in free agency out of all the pitchers that we had. He has the most MLB experience out of the guys that are on the 40-man roster that are competing for a spot. The last guy I've got in the pen is a guy that might be making his way into the lineup as soon as any injury happens, that, and that is Chris Flexen. Very good as a starter, but also showed that he's got the chops to hack it as a reliever. He's got – three true pitches and can bump it up a few extra MPHs when he's coming out of the pen. When you couple this with the starting rotation, I would say that the entire pitching staff as a whole, it should easily be cemented as a top 10 pitching staff in major league baseball. I, I kind of want to piggyback off something you were saying with uh, Diego um, big boss. So I actually, Oh, I am going to piggyback before you start that. Um, I was in the pen and got a fist bump from that's Diego true. Castillo. You, you did. I you did do did. that. It was cool. You did do that. Um, I felt I felt I could throw at least two miles an hour faster after I did it. <laughs> um, the one thing I want to see from him this year is to take it back to his race days where he was the dominant guy. He was the guy they brought in in the playoffs to shut things down. And I really, really want to see him get back to form. Uh, his big thing lately has been walks. He walks a lot of batters and, you know, that's not good, especially when you're late in games and, and especially important games. Um, I just want to see him get back to form, stick true to his fastball. It's what, you know, guys fear when they face him, he throws hard and his, you know, his arm slot is also really funky. So if he can just get better consistency in the strike zone, I think that this bullpen is going to be a problem in the league. I They're, really do. They'll just slide right in because it's a slider head. I, I I believe at one point they were a top five bullpen last year. 
I'm not shocked. So, yeah, I, I this this team did get better, especially adding Dot. Um, but yeah, like you said, he- heavy sliders, and it's not just the normal sliders you see; it's the ones that move funky, like Penn Murphy's got a great slider. Yeah, you definitely have the variety. You have guys that lean more on lateral motion, and then you have some more that go on the vertical plane. So I think with that combo, that's why, as you notice, there's no lefties here because also with their fastballs, a lot of these guys have a lot of wicked run on it too, and they can make it run one way or the other, running that two-seam up there. So you've got a lot of diversity with the right-handed pitching bullpen. also, one one more question to throw out your way to see your thought on this. Um, and I want to ask it for the first thing too. Who is your just absolute stud of the bullpen in this? Who is it? He is the one you go to the most in the most like the most tense situations. You, it's Matt you, Brash. It's that's 100%. that's what I was figuring. Well, I mean. Munoz and Seawald are definitely your late inning guys, but anytime Scott service, you know, felt a little uneasy. The it's brash all day. And he's with brash. He's got five pitches. The thing that's crazy is with the bullpen, the way that Scott service constructs it, you're not going to have a guy that just has huge save numbers because he almost just saves by committee. He's running guys um, out there with, based on leverage situations and not the traditional saves that you saw in the past. So I think that he's really hammered that home and you're going to see some of these guys where Munoz will come in in the seventh inning. Sometimes Rash will come in in the ninth. It's crazy, but it's going to be riding hot hands and who's Mm -hmm. sitting on rest, but it's, it's Matt Brash. If you kind of want a dark horse guy, I think it might be Matt Festa. The dude just has a lot of, a lot of chutzpah. I, I, I can get behind that. And then for the starting pitchers, who is your clear cut? Like who will have the best season out of our starters, if all healthy and who's your dark horse? My dark horse is Robbie Ray. Okay. Coming I, back I can to, agree with that. Coming back to form. I would say the guy that I actually feel the best about right now is Logan Gilbert because he hasn't dealt with injury concerns like Luis Castillo has. And Gilbert was your most consistent performer the whole year. A lot less highs and lows, and he really ratcheted it up in the second half. And I heard he came to camp with a new pitch. So it'll be interesting to see. It's a splitter. It's a splitter, and that thing disappears off the table. It comes in at like 88 and just falls off the table. I can't wait for him to get a card in MLB then because the splitter is one of my favorite things to throw. So that's what I got. Uh, all right. That's perfect. I feel like that those questions need to be asked because there's just so much talent on this roster. It yep. really is. Now we're going to have to really keep on motoring because we're <laughs> touching time limits here. All right. <laughs> uh, Kane, outfielders making the 26-man roster. So, of course – you have your starting center fielder forever, uh, Julio. And I think he's just going to do nothing but exceed this year. He's going to be a top MVP finalist. And the dude is going to have a crazy amount of bags taken this year in home runs. It 
everything is going to be up from last year. Your second guy, Teoscar Hernandez, big trade in the offseason. Papa. And uh, he's going to – he's been averaging 34 home runs in the last four or five years. Love to see that. Adds extra insurance to everybody on the team. Third guy, AJ Pollock. You signed him in the offseason. I really like this addition. He has been solid everywhere he's been. And if he can give me 25 to 30 home runs this year, it's asking thank you, too sir. much because he's only gonna he's gonna platoon when lefties are on the bump. That's true. And then our last guy is gonna be Jared Kelenic. He beats out everybody at the end. And I think he has a very, very good season this year. Like it. I like it a lot. Well, I would like it because that kind of put the list together. So spoiler alert. I mean, I, I like had it. a pretty I had a pretty good idea of who's making the team. Yeah. All right. Uh we're gonna go to the infield. I'm gonna go around the horn. We'll start at third base looking at Eugenio Suarez. Cruella. Uh, looking at him to be right around 30 dingers again this year, and the hype is real. Played Way better defense than I anticipated as well. Uh, your next guy, J.P. Crawford, rocking short. What can you say about J.P.? He is the captain of the team. When you're he's looking the, – He's the electric factory. Yeah, when you look at position players, he's the leader of the team. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, Colton Wong, man in second base right now, probably going to be in some sort of platoon, but – can absolutely rake on righties. So, and former Gold Glover with the not the best defensive year last year, but Perry Hill works magic. And with the banning of the shift, I think that second base defense is going to be more at a premium than it has been in years past. And having a former Gold Glover come in is great. Next guy is Ty France, Viva La France, because when he doesn't have a bum wrist the dude all he does is rake and i hope that his power numbers come up a little bit this year and i've said this before he's the closest thing to edgar martinez that we've had since edgar martinez that's fair double power <laughs> double power double shoots the gaps well but also can put it over the fence the last guy i've got that's true infielder right now evan white we talked a little bit in the last episode. I think that especially early on in the year, you're not going to have these guys running out there every single day. Evan White gives you some versatility, can maybe take some DH reps, but also can fill in at first base. Uh, former Gold Glover as well. So legitimately, you're it, with Evan White on the field, you've got three Gold Glovers in the infield. Yeah. <laughs> Next spot we've got is the catching room. So we've got two, obviously the dumper, the big dumper himself, Cal Raleigh. Expect to see the average come up a little bit this year. Uh, raking the ball right-handed, switch hitting catcher, but raking the ball right-handed right now in spring training and going oppo lefty, becoming more and more of a complete player. I think that last year and the success he had putting the ball out of the ballpark, and the leadership that he ascertained from really controlling the pitching staff really well, I think is huge. And then Tom, Mur a healthy Tom Murphy coming back, you know, freak injury last year. And this is a guy that really sits there, does a great job. You know, when, it's when really healthy, good. he's a beast. Like he's not a number two catcher for most teams. Like I excited we have him. I don't think he's going to be here much longer because I think he's going to get a deal somewhere, but health yeah. has always been a concern. 
So yeah, yeah I think when he that is on the field, he rakes. He's I, absolutely disgusting. I would venture to say that this is a top three catching room in Major League Baseball. I can get behind With that. Everyone healthy. Yeah, I can get right. behind it. You might have noticed that we left some people out that you think could have filled in those positions, but guess what? We're just going to call them utility players because Mr. Uh, Trader Jerry himself, Jerry DePoto, loves guys that play multiple positions. And I think we've got what, two? Two. Two as a, well, yeah, two. Two. Um, one's going to probably be swapped later, but we'll get to that. Um, but your utility guy, your first one is your boy. Sam Haggerty, uh, aka Ham Swaggerty. He is everything Jerry loves. Uh, the dude flies around the base. He's the fastest guy on the team, and mm, I think Julio's the fastest guy on the team. It's close. Julio's the fastest, but I think that Sam has a little bit better when it comes to base stealing. He's a little bit quicker off the blocks. Than Julio, yeah. but Julio straight line speed owns. Um, it you know before the injury, Haggerty was seeing a lot of success and getting a little bit more reps, and then he took the injury, really hurt us in the playoffs. But then your last guy is going to be Cooper Hummel. Um, I think he breaks out of camp. I when he does fill in, I think he will have success. But those are two guys. That are utility right now. He'll be the new Mitch Handiger. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, in this scenario, we do not have a favorite of our show, for sure. We did a whole episode about him, Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore hasn't been on the field for spring training, and I think that even if he were to come into a game tomorrow, three weeks is a pretty quick ratchet-up time, especially coming out of the offseason. So, in this scenario... He's not making the team for us, but will quickly be making the team when he is fit to take the field because Jerry's already said they extended him to get rid of some RBRs. Three-year extension, he's going to platoon with Wong at second base. He can fill in at first base. He can fill in at short. This is your infield utility guy, and he can also play gold club defense in the outfield. Yeah, he the plays the corners. The dude's a stud. He's the yeah. best. He's one of the best utility players in the league, especially when it comes defensively and the amount of positions he can play at such a high level. The dude started in center field for us when Julio was out. Right. It's insane. <laughs> but then he's uh, going to fill in it short and second and first and third and left and right. Bananas. Okay. We're getting close, but we want to give you some long shots who we think maybe, just maybe, have a chance to make this 26 it's pretty tight so it there's not a lot of wiggle room here so we're going to give you a pitcher and a position player each so here we go kane for your long shot pitcher to make the team who is it i'm going with casey sadler um i think the dude is really good another right-handed pitcher um, but that doesn't really matter as we've stated. Uh, career, he's got a two point eight six ERA. That's that's that makes you you know look twice. Um, you can see him possibly making the rotation out of camp, but you know that's it. 
their bullpen. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I think Casey Sadler will be my long shot. And I think that that last spot, I think God has it right now, but that spot's open for business, if you will. Um, my pitcher is Rule 5 draft pick Chris Clark. The last time the – well, nope, the Mariners have used the Rule 5 a couple of times under uh, Jerry DePoto. Uh, the first one, I believe, was Will Vest started – Oh, and Brandon Brennan. Call oh, Brandon Brennan from the Rockies. Remember how good he was for a year? Yeah. <laughs> and then you had Will Vest, who was from the Tigers. He started off pretty hot and then kind of fizzled. So we sent him to the minors, which means we sent him back to the Tigers. And then fan favorite of yours, Mike Ford. <laughs> Got him from the Yankees and he didn't break camp and went right back. But don't worry, Jerry's brought him back multiple times. But with Chris Clark, it's interesting to see big jump up from double A, but Jerry's made that move before they had to have seen something in him. And usually they identify a pitch or rotation or something they see they can amplify, especially in these younger guys and really accentuate it. They don't sit there. Paul Seawald's the, the best example of this. They sat there and he was throwing his fastball because he brought it up at 96 you know, 80% of the time. And when he came with the Mariners, like, no, you're going to flip flop that you're throwing your slider your rotation dynamics that you have on that ball are at such a high level. You need to be throwing that pitch more. And with Clark, I think he's got a slider splitter fastball. And I think he sits around like 94, still a younger guy. So a really good pitch to mix see. too. Huh? That's a really good pitch mix. Cause it's, it's, it acts like a slider, but drops more or not a slider, a changeup, mm-hmm. but it just drops off the face of the planet. So it'd be interesting to see whether, makes the team out of camp. So that's kind of the flyer where it's not necessarily the longest shot, but it is, you know? Right. All right. Uh, position players. Kane, who is your position player that you would like to say? Maybe just Mike, just maybe, just maybe we'll make the team. I'm going with Cade Marlowe. Uh, the dudes just, career stats he's a 285 hitter in, in minor all, league baseball. all the minors all the minors hey but 285 over i believe four or five years it's a almost 1150 at bats and he swipes bags so i mean an on-base percentage of almost 375 that's something that jerry likes his on-base percentage and a higher average guy so I, I, he, he could be my long shot. Satisaurus Rex, I know that you have the stats pulled up. I sure do. How many stolen bases has he had in the minors? Because it's a lot. Um, stolen bases. He has 76. How many oh. were last year? Uh, 10. Really? Or no, I thought... four, or 42. Yeah, that's what 42 bets. Yeah. So the other thing, too, with Kate Marlowe is he had never – been on a major league roster but was part of the mariners taxi squad during the playoffs in case someone got hurt he was one of like three guys that could get a call up yeah so they believed him in enough to have him on that he was kind of insurance since you had sam haggerty go down right all right my guy i forgot about him to be completely honest like that's how much of a long shot he is it's tommy la 
Oh, yeah. You weren't expecting it. That's why I didn't tell you, because I knew you wouldn't expect it. I forgot that we signed him. So, with Tommy LaStella, his numbers weren't great last year. but haven't been great for a while. Yeah, they've been all right, though. And the one thing that he brings you is good playoff experience. He's been part of World Series winning teams. He's been part of extremely good Giants teams. That's where he's made most of his hay. But with Listella, I think that what you get is that extra guiding presence because when you look at this team as a whole, they're still relatively young, and not too many guys are from outside of the organization. You have you have Suarez that before the season played in that like one game playoff that the Reds made. You have now you have Teoscar Hernandez who has some some cred built up from his times with Blue Jays and with Houston. You got. Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray that have a little bit of playoff experience, but most of the guys that are on this team, I would still consider like JP Crawford, Ty France as younger guys, Cal Raleigh, Tom Murphy, that, that doesn't have the success outside of the organization. It's a pretty young team overall in the amount mm-hmm. of success that they have. It's always good to have that crafty veteran and he could kind of maybe just maybe fill in at first base a little bit but also kind of be that Carlos Santana type guy who I think really helped solidify the roster and just be that clutch guy. I don't care if Tommy LaStella is off this team and hits a buck 50, but if every one of those hits are in clutch moments, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I do wish we brought Santana back. That's why he's a long back. shot. I, I wish we brought Santana back. Nope. He's a pirate now. I know he is. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. And if you like what you heard, why don't you tell us about it? God, I got to do it all again. Here we go. It was so nice. I'm about to do it twice. All right. If you want to reach out to me, you can do that on Twitter at the real coach red on Instagram at the real underscore coach red. Also hop on over to the podcast page at coach red pod on Twitter and Instagram. Also, hop on over to YouTube, kicking it with Coach Red. Like, subscribe, notifications, do it all. Leave a comment, why don't you? Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it. (laughs) Kane, where you at? You can find me on Twitter and YouTube at Killing Kane. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.